Disclaimer, this podcast does not promote dogfighting, nor information on how to train dogs to fight. Dogfighting is prohibited by law. Hey everyone, welcome to the first episode of The Pitbull Mechanic, and this is how I stepped in dog shit. Hey everyone, thanks for listening. My name is Jesse R. Booker. Before I get started, I want to take a minute to uh, tell you a little about my background. I am an animal behavioralist, for lack of a better word. I say that because I'm not certified, nor have I ever gone to a school to learn how to uh, train animals. And it's important for me to say that because I'm not uh, uh, someone who, who who's crazy about school, but uh, there's a lot of people out there that, um, you know, uh, have different type of experiences in this field of working with dogs. And unfortunately, uh, I went to the hard knocks of, um, <laughs> animal school to, to learn, you know, animal behavior. But on the other side, I was fortunate because I learned a lot from those experiences. Um, I was a horseman long before I was a dog trainer slash behavioralist. My grandfather, who I'm named after, was a horseman, as well as my uncles. And um, as kids growing up, uh, me and my brothers in the 70s, uh, that's where I learned um, horse behavior at early age. And um, yeah, th- there's absolutely nothing wrong with uh, going to school to learn dog be- training. You know, there's this huge uh or there was a, a huge explosion of uh, people getting into dog training because of um caesar milan you know the dog whisperer uh, when he started out people just jumped on it and there's a lot of bad trainers out there and obviously a lot of good trainers um i can just you know judge myself from my from from how i you know i've been able to help uh these guys but, um, you know, I wanted to do this podcast and it took me a long time to talk myself into it because I'm not a, a confident person. And, um, but I am talking or most confident when I'm talking about dogs. So I can do that for days. No problem. Um, but the stuff that I learned, um, you know, can't be learned or can't be taught out of a book, you know, sitting in a classroom. Uh, you know, if you take, your typical, for instance, your typical uh, dog body language. Um, you, you know the 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 dog putting its head down, or or its tail wagging a certain way, or yawning because it's stressed out. You know those are those are pretty easy to read. I would say, and most people kind of get a good idea what the dog's telling you. Uh, but for me, um, and it's hard to explain and put it into con- context unless. You know, you've lived through it, but um, I have this certain way that I'm able to see dogs. Uh, and and uh, I guess the easiest way to explain it is that I can, I know what they're going to do before they're going to do it. And um, not, I'm not saying I'm necessarily have these special abilities, but because I've been through so, so much with these guys, you know, um, 
horrific and hectic situations that it's almost become a norm uh, for me. Uh, so whenever, <clears throat> excuse me, whenever the shit hits the fan, I'm able to go into this place of calmness. And um, some some people have seen that, and they're just like, obviously, you're so calm, you know, I get that a lot. So, <laughs> um, And when that happens, I'm able to see these little nuances that um, dogs do, and I'm... And I know that that they're um, going to do something, you know, again, before they do it, what their next move is. It's it's helped me to change uh, my own behavior to match theirs and in return um, change their behavior. So, uh, you know, it's like (laughs) like I've become uh, one of them over time. And I'm sure if you talk to my ex-wife, she would uh, say that I'm a, a dog through and through. <laughs> but anyways, um, I also want to take a, a, a few minutes here to explain what the American Pitbull Terrier is because this podcast wouldn't be called uh, the Pitbull Mechanic if I didn't do that. It's important for me to put that information out there uh, because most people would say that uh, Pitbull or the name Pitbull is a blanket term, which uh, um, which people would have you believe, and the American Pitbull is not a blanket term. And that's what gets people into trouble with these dogs, you know, because they're not uh, willing to educate themselves on what it is and what it isn't. Um, so um, someone once said to me, uh, if you want to learn something, it's in a book. It's been written about it. And that's the only thing I ever took from this person to heart. But um, it had me, uh, you know, spent a lot of days when I was a kid um, going through, I was going through with these dogs. Uh, and I learned a lot from from that certain individual. But at the same time, uh, you know, I needed to learn everything there was to learn about, you know, the dog they call the, they call the pit bull. Uh, the pit bull, uh, in actuality, is a small, uh, uh, some somewhat of a small dog, uh, not like the dogs you know that are out there, and that most people uh, think are pit bulls. The uh, American pit bull terrier is a game dog uh, that has gameness. And what that essentially means is that it will start a task and finish it regardless of the pain and suffering. You know, it has a very high pain tolerance. Um, so yeah, regardless of what it's going through, it's 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 going to see it through. And that, you know, that's great for when you're you know you're fighting uh, these guys. Uh, I'm gonna um, do my best just try to stay away from information that, that, you know, that people can use to fight animals. Um, and, um, uh, not, not, you know, not put it out there because obviously if people want to do that, the information is there and they're going to go seek it out regardless. So I'm, I'm just going to do my best to not to go there. A little PSA there. Um, (laughs) the pit bull is, is, is not, uh, 
animal friendly whatsoever. And it, it just can't coexist with other animals. So in, you know, again, doing this podcast, uh, I am here to, um, to bring education about the breed. Um, seeing dog on dog violence is never, you know, good for a child to see, but it did open me up, you know, to this long life dog training career, uh, a career that, you know, always kept calling, uh, me back to it because I, I didn't, you know, I didn't uh, always do this. I had, you know, quite a few jobs and most of them were labor work and a couple that weren't, but I was truly never happy with any of them. Um, I tried, you know, for my family's sake. Uh, and in 2008, I, I decided I was going to start training dogs professionally, which my, um, my ex-wife was, was not happy about at the time. Uh, but it was just something that I needed to do, you know, for myself. Um, I called it uh, Bully Dogs because I was trying to stay away from uh, the world of pit bulls. Knowing that uh, for a fact that there was quite a bit of difference between the, you know, the real American pit bull terrier and the bully breeds that most own. And uh, this uh, three plus decades of hands-on um a career of mine has, you know, has brought me a lot of uh, failures working with these guys, as well as you know many successes. Uh, I've been very fortunate to be able to help dogs that uh, would not uh, otherwise uh, get the help that they needed and be put down. Um, and uh, my methods are um, sometimes counterintuitive what people are, are used to or, you know, what people expect, I guess. But once they see how they work and that they work, um, they're thankful that uh, our, our path crossed and I was able to help their dog or they were able to help their dog with my help, you know. Uh, I'm not, um, you know, a, a um, showman by any means and doing this podcast is very difficult for me. I just want to state that. <laughs> Uh, I had talked myself into it, uh, and this is after you know a couple of years. I I needed to um, really uh, be focused and in, in, in order to do this because just my confidence level is just not there. And uh, I'm sorry if I'm struggling or I struggle sometimes, but I'll do the best that I can. I'm just, and if I'm being honest here, I'm just not the type of person, you know, I could care less that people uh, know who I am. That's, that's what I'm trying to say. I just want to share my, um, <clears throat> my experiences, um, my, um, expertise. And I hate, I hate, uh, saying that I'm an expert because that implies that I know everything there is to know about these animals, which we, we can't possibly know, um, because they're, they're, you know, other, and a whole other species. You know, we can just do the best we can with the information, um, but we need to be open to learning and, and you know, growing. Um, 
So I'm here, you know, for those who who care to listen and and, and take my uh, experiences and experience, and uh, in hopes, you know, that 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 information will give you a better understanding of your dog, and get it the right help that it needs because these dogs really do need um, training. And I'm talking about the bully breeds, you know, and the pit bulls. If you you know you feel you have one, um, sometimes I've only been able to. Um, uh, control the environment of a true, uh, you know, pit bull. Cause like I said, they're just not, not friendly when it comes to other animals. Uh, there's so many people out in the world of, uh, this crazy dog training world. And, and that mostly started, you know, around the time that Caesar Milan came onto the scene with his show, the dog whisperer. And I guess a lot of people just thought it, you know, it was something that they could do. And when it comes to obedience, dog training, you know, it, it, most, I, could, I would say, you know, can do it, right? You watch a video on YouTube, it seems, looks pretty simple to do. So, again, not 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 a whole lot of a difficulty there, but you do have to apply yourself, and, and it takes uh, lots of patience, which I believe I, I, I have <laughs> in that... <laughs> I could be a downfall. Uh, sometimes, you know, just, um, anyways, <laughs> going to the deep, the deep end here, off the deep end, I should say. Uh, but um, training and, uh, you know, dogs, for, for me, you know, is, is personal. And I know that I'm just a drop in the bucket uh, uh, when it you know, comes in and helping these animals because, you know, there's so many people out there that are, are really good at it. But to me, when I'm able to help um, these dogs, you know, it it brings a sense of redemption because of my background, uh, especially when I'm able to, uh, you know, help the ones that, uh, again, you know, are um, on death's door. Um, so the title of this episode is how I stepped in dog shit, <laughs> just my metaphor for how I got into the world of dog fighting, something that, uh, I'm not proud of by any means whatsoever. I struggled with it for a very, very long time. Although I come to grip, I've come to grips with it. Um, I, I still feel the need to uh, kind of, uh, you know, be uh, forthcoming when, when I'm working with the bullies and, and the, the pit bulls with their, with their owners, you know, uh, it's just something I feel that I need to put out there. Um, I, I grew up mostly in the uh, San Fernando Valley, which is in the Los Angeles County. I had a, a couple of friends <laughs> that were not the greatest influences on, on me, and uh, we would break into businesses, you know, steal what we could, go into stores, shoplift, and boost cars, which just means um, stealing cars. We would um, uh, steal a car from the valley and drive it to Los Angeles um, to steal cars there because it was just easier uh, to strip them and make money. Uh, from the parts downtown. And then one night, 
we stole, we were stealing the car, I should say. And we heard a party going on in someone's backyard. And because we were not the <laughs> law-abiding citizens that we were, we, we were just going to uh, crash the party. Uh, as as uh, we made our way into the backyard and I got closer, we um, we could hear, or I could hear the, the growling and the scuffling. And there must have been around 20 to 25 people standing around this makeshift um now knowing you know a pit square shaped it was made out of pallets uh and uh as i got closer i could see through them through the pallets through the wood i could see the dogs going at it and as i was standing there um this uh, feeling came over me and it's very difficult to explain and describe but it it was just an overwhelming feeling and it, it was either um adrenaline or or fear but it was something um something inside and for reasons i, I won't go into uh you know right now as a child i i had always been emotionally um shut down because of my past and um that night I felt something um, the music uh, was only played loud obviously when the dogs were fighting and then when it once it turned down uh, once the dog was dog fight was over and the music was turned down um, people started to uh, hand each other money which was uh, obviously an underground dog fighting um, situation that we uh, discovered um, Sorry that I keep saying, um, <laughs> bad habit. I keep going back to this house um, because I just had a strong need to, whether it was a feeling, that feeling uh, that I felt. I would steal an occasional car or drive my brother's um, four by four pickup truck uh, that he left behind when he joined the uh, Marines, the service, <laughs> but I just, I had to go back there and the guy who lived there and, and, uh, in the house and, and had the dogs, I guess he noticed me, you know, being there by myself and coming back because one day he asked me what, you know, what, um, what I was really doing there. Um, you know, and I said, I just, I just, like being here, I guess is what I said. Something like that, to that effect, whatever. And he said, well, do you want to work with the dogs? And I didn't know what what he really meant. So I just, you know, shrugged, shrugged my shoulders and said yes, you know. Again, I was this kind of this uh, shy kid. And for a couple of months, he uh, put me to work doing what he called, you know, grunt work which later on I um, ended up, uh, one of my dogs ended up naming it Grunt. He was a great dog. He uh, took to training really well, and people would often say he was human-like, and my ex-mother-in-law really loved that dog. 
she she wasn't really I would say a dog person, but she really took to him. Must have just been because he was just so well behaved and trained. Um, so he put me to work, and that entailed, you know, uh, washing dogs, bathing them, uh, cleaning kennels, picking up dog shit, which meant I stepped in a lot and plenty of it, uh, being a clumsy 16-year-old kid that I was. I guess he, he saw my dedication uh, you know, doing that for a few months, a couple of months. And he, uh, he decided, I guess he, that he was going to teach me how to train the dogs or as he called it, uh, how to run the program. <clears throat> so for the next, uh, several months, I learned a lot and saw too much for my own good. You know, you could just, uh, uh imagine um, because one of the dogs that he had, he had a couple of, uh, pits, but one of them, um, <clears throat> she was, you know, I guess his, his, uh, his best dog and the other ones we, we were still working with, but this one he once put, um, against a Doberman and, um, uh, he, he tore into that Doberman and just tore it up its underbelly and not to get too graphic, but <clears throat> obviously, you know, the insides came out to the outside and people, I would say people at that time that were bringing their dogs to fight his dogs because he had German shepherds and he had, you know, a couple of Dobermans and obviously his pits, um, you know, th those people didn't know what they had or didn't know what he had, I should say. So he, he was kind of, you know, obviously one up on them and he wanted, he would only bring this dog out occasionally. Uh, so, um, <clears throat> the house finally got busted and I was taken home <laughs> and I never did find out what, uh, happened to him and the dogs. I, I, I can still, though, remember uh, what he looked like, you know, as clear as day because he's just burned into my psyche. And um, my, my, my parents, my mom and stepdad were uh, told what I had done, you know. And uh, I would then uh, soon be sitting in a, uh, in a room with my parents and a therapist because I was mandated to go through family therapy and work with animals. Um, and, and back in the eighties, uh, when this happened around 82, um, <clears throat> therapists <laughs> weren't PC the way they are now, you know, they watch what they watch, what they say now back then, you know, they, they, they just kind of blurred out shit. And this guy, uh, either didn't care or whatever, but he, he basically told my parents that I was, you know, really, you know, messed up in the head because I was able to uh, witness what I witnessed and it, it didn't seem to bother me because after doing sessions, you know, uh, with him, he, he came to that conclusion. Um, my parents never knew, you know, uh, 
that I had a hand in, in, in fighting dogs, just that I was there as a spectator. Um, and that's how I, I, you know, kind of stepped into that world of dog fighting, you know, world of shit. I, I want to <laughs> tell you a, a, a crazy and uh, funny story about when I, I trained this one particular, or was going to train this one particular dog. At the time before I started training professionally, I was training dogs for family members and friends, and someone wanted me to train their dog or work with the dog. And, um, they had said dog wasn't always friendly. And I wish, uh, uh, I knew then what I know now because, uh, uh <laughs> I went to this woman's house and as soon as I hit that gate, that dog bolted out of the front door and just went for me. He was, he was a pretty kind of pretty good sized dog, you know, some sort of bully mix. And the only thing my st- stupid brain told me to do was to stick my arm down this dog's throat (laughs) and that was just my brain telling me to do that can't explain it but um luckily i was able to grab a hold of the dog's collar um hold it down with all my might all the strength i could possibly uh I possibly had and until the dog, you know, chilled out, relaxed and started breathing through its nose. And, and as soon as, uh, he did that, I, I, I was going to pull my arm out of his mouth. And as I was doing that, I could feel the, um, my skin being pulled back. And what it was, was, was his lower jaw, his canine, his tooth was embedded into my arm. And I still have that um, scar along with a couple tiny ones on top because, you know, he chewed me up pretty well. And um, and and that's that's what I, you know, um, uh, uh, I have as far as um, crazy experiences to share with you. You know, a lot of failures and my trial and errors, you know, which led me to uh, do what I do now and how I do it with these guys. And I'm able to have, you know, um, good results. But again, um, I, I, this is what I bring to the table is what I'm trying to say. Um, and if you're willing to listen to more of my podcasts, I I appreciate it. And, and of course I'm going to have training information for you to help your pit bull or non, you know, uh, pit bully dogs that you have out there. I want to help you, uh, you know, have some information to train these guys and, um, have them, um, not get put you know down because of, uh, it, it's sad. You know, I have a dogs, uh, <laughs> that, uh, that I've had to, uh, you know, not, not, I've had a couple that I've had to put down and that is, that is just the worst thing in the world. I also had dogs that I had to give away and, you know, we want to keep these guys with us and we want to do the best that we can for them. So in saying that, I want to thank you again for listening and, um, we will, uh, or I will (laughs) talk to you soon.